When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beautiful listeners, you are listening to More Morgulons, and I'm the host of More Morgulons, Crystal Clear. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful spring day, this perfect Saturday in the Poison City, Hotlanta, Georgia, USA. You know it's a tough scene, living around all this benzene. Benzene, an aromatic hydrocarbon used industrially in the production of gasoline, nylon fibers, polystyrene, plastics, resins, adhesives. It is a highly toxic carcinogen and it is being released very close to my house. And benzene release has been associated with clustered cases of cutaneous lymphoma. Benzene, interestingly, is also found in tobacco smoke. Yes, that's right. I think I'm going to die of lymphoma. I had a vision, as listeners of this show may know, back in season three, I opened with that. At the risk of sounding like a nutty hypochondriac with hyper-religiosity and delusional parasitosis. I cannot tell a lie, though. I have to be true to myself and my experience, and when the artist formerly known as God tells me I'm going to die within the next 10 years of lymphoma, I have to listen. And I have to tell you about it. Because I'm afraid that Morgulon's disease is a form of cutaneous lymphoma. Stay tuned. So little is for certain And nothing is working And I'm still hurting And you might still be hurting because of these fucking morgulons. Why won't they just go away? What else can I say? I just pray God Today would be a great day to obliterate these fucking worms in my face. I know you're busy. Would you mind, though? I mean, I've been kind of waiting for a while and asking a lot. Uh, But, you know, they say you work in mysterious ways. Uh, Sometimes I wish you were a little bit more linear, results-oriented. But, you know, the creative types, what are you going to do? All right. I want to share with you guys an article that I found, um, a couple things that I found about cutaneous <clears throat> lymphomas. Cutaneous lymphomas are a type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Lymphomas are a type of blood cancer. Y'all, take a minute. Google mycosis fungoides. That's the most prevalent form of cutaneous lymphoma. Now, if you look at the pictures from the new case study sent out by Charles E. Holman Foundation, there's a picture of this Morgulon's patient's hand. Now look at that picture and compare it to the images that you get when you type in early stages mycosis fungoides. Y'all, looks like the same damn disease to me. Obviously I could be wrong, but 
The resemblance is striking. The early patch and plaque phases of mycosis fungoides look a hell of a lot like the later stages of Morgulon's disease, y'all. At least my Morgulon's disease. All right, so anyway, there's that and the fact that I didn't know this up until very recently, but as y'all know, if you know anything about Morgulon's or if you've listened to this show, Morgulon's disease often occurs in clusters. So a whole family might be affected by Morgulon's disease. Of course, the uh, brilliant experts say that this is just a, an example of a foile à deux, or the madness shared by two, or you, it could be a foile à trois, or a foile à quatre, or as high as your French possibly can go, because these knuckleheads in white coats will justify their fixed beliefs with the most preposterous accusations, in spite of the fact that when other, quote, real diseases occur in geographic clusters, they're investigated for environmental toxin exposure. One example of a disease that occurs in clusters for unknown reasons is cutaneous lymphomas. <laughs> yes. Um, so I found several very interesting studies that I think are relevant to my story and to some of the stories that have been shared on this show. I'd like to share one with you out of good old Hotlanta, Georgia. The name of this article, which was published in September 2014, um, residents' proximity to benzene release sites is associated with increased incidence of non-Hodgkin lymphoma by Catherine Bulka, Loretta Nastupil, Christopher Flowers, and a few others. Background. Increased risk of non-Hodgkin lymphoma has been observed in persons occupationally exposed to benzene, but the risk among persons living near benzene release sites has not been well described. To investigate the spatial patterns of NHL, that's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, y'all, uh, incidents and the association between it its incidence and distance to benzene release sites, we linked and geocoded data on benzene release sites in Georgia, 1988 to 1999 from the EPA's report on toxic release inventories. Now, listeners at home, if you have more glands, do me a favor, look up on the EPA's website, toxic release inventory, to see if benzene is being released near your home. I'd love to hear about it, if you find any interesting data. Anyhow, um, so... We, they used the EPA's toxics release inventory, the census tract level population statistics, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma incidents from the Georgia Comprehensive Cancer Registry, 1999 to 2008. Cluster analyses were conducted at the global, local, and focal levels. All right, so results. Uh, Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma incidents is significantly higher in census tracts, which are closer on average to benzene release sites. Additional studies are needed to examine spatial patterns of NHL incidents in other geographic regions and interactions between benzene and other exposures. Since the 1970s, the incidence of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma has increased by 3 to 4% annually, driven by modifications of the lymphoma classification system, improved techniques for diagnosis and reporting hematological malignancies, and the human immunodeficiency virus HIV epidemic. 
However, these factors account for approximately 50% of additional cases of NHL. So where'd the other additional 50%, half of the increase is not explained by those things that were just listed, the HIV, the reporting system, better diagnostics, yada, yada. So half of them, we still don't know why it's continuing to rise by three to 4% annually. Uh, and the rise of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cases also appears to trail expanded industrial production in the U.S. suggesting occupational chemical exposures are risk factors. Among carcinogenic occupational chemicals, benzene has consistently been linked to hematological cancers. Numerous studies in human populations support a link between occupational benzene exposure and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, although some controversy remains. Biologically, benzene exposure produces chromosomal aberrations and genetic changes and toxic effects of benzene exposure can occur at air levels of one parts per milliliter or less, suggesting that even low levels of benzene exposure can be harmful. Don't forget, y'all, smoking, like I'm doing right now, exposes you to benzene. Why are so many morgies smokers? Well, maybe because smoking and the release of benzene is what causes morgulons in part. All right. That and a few million worms. Uh, anyway, uh, putting out that cigarette. <clears throat> it is very interesting, y'all, that benzenes are used in pesticides. I'm sure pesticides are sprayed on tobacco plants and Tobacco smoke contains benzene. Hello. Additional research is necessary to investigate associations between benzene exposure and NHL in residential settings since urban and rural populations are exposed to benzene through release into ambient air and surface waters. The purpose of this study was to examine the relationships between the incidence of NHL at the census tract level and benzene release sites to determine whether NHL incidence varies with distance from these sites. Well, y'all, I won't read the whole study, but long story short, it sure does. Um, here's another study I found. Clustering of cutaneous T-cell lymphoma is associated with increased levels of the environmental toxin, toxins benzene and trichloroethylene in the state of Georgia, 2020 article. Cutaneous T-cell lymphoma is a rare form of non-Hodgkin lymphoma arising in the skin. Geographic clustering of CTCL, that's cutaneous T-cell lymphoma, y'all, has recently been reported, but its association with environmental factors is unknown. Benzene and trichloroethylene, TCE, are environmental toxins with carcinogenic properties. The authors investigated associations between geographic clustering of CTCL incidents in the state of Georgia with benzene and TCE exposure. Results, there was significant geographic clustering of CTCL in Georgia, particularly around Hotlanta and Crystal Clear's house, to be exact, um, which was correlated with an increased concentration of benzene and TCE exposure. Among the four most populous counties in Georgia, CTCL incidence was between 1.2 and 1.9 times higher than the state average, and benzene and TCE levels were between 2.9 and 8.8 .8 times higher. Conclusions. The current results demonstrate non-random geographic clustering of CTCL incidents in Georgia. To the author's knowledge, this is the first analysis to identify a correlation between geographic clustering of CTCL and environmental toxic exposures. Oh, great. Then they've got some images. Uh, how about this article? Identification of geographic clustering in regions spared by cutaneous T-cell lymphoma in Texas, another big morgue state, using two distinct cancer registries. Background, cutaneous T-cell lymphomas 
mycosis fungoides and its leukemic variant, Caesarea syndrome, are rare malignancies. Reports of the occurrence of mycosis fungoides in married couples and families raise the possibility of an environmental trigger for this cancer. Don't know why it doesn't raise, maybe they just have a foilea family, right? No. Although it has been suggested that CTCL arises from inappropriate T-cell stimulation to the author's knowledge, no preventable trigger has been identified to date. Uh, the current study findings based on this database of cancers in Texas documented geographic clustering of patients in three communities within the Houston metropolitan area in which CTCL incidence rates were five to 20 times higher than the expected population rate analysis of the what's what's in Texas y'all. Oh, just one of the largest, uh, petrochemical oil production states in the country. What do they add to gasoline? Benzene. Yes. Um, thinking about you, Austin, Texas, Morgan girl, five to 20 times higher. These clustered rates of cutaneous T-cell lymphoma in the Houston metropolitan area, um, and analysis of the Texas Cancer Registry database defined the CTCL population rate for the state to be 5.8 cases per million individuals per year, thus confirming the observations from the database and further highlighting additional areas of geographic clustering and regions spared from CTCL in Texas. Conclusion, the current study documented geographic clustering of CTL, CTCL cases in Texas and argued for the existence of yet unknown external causes triggers for this rare malignancy. Guess where one of the other, the geographic distribution is, y'all, besides Houston? Well, that would be Dallas and Austin. (laughs) You guys, I really hope that this isn't cancer. I really hope it's not. I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not trying to cause mass hysteria. I've already caused mass delusions. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I mean, this is significant, you guys. It's very significant. You know what another uh, trigger is thought to cause cutaneous or some association has been established between cutaneous lymphomas and guess what bacteria? Good old Borrelia burgdorferi. Yep, sure is, sure is. You guys... You can call me crazy. I, I, plenty of people have, I'm sure. Nine out of 10 doctors agree that crystal clear is crazy. I'm sorry, like you can't ignore this. There are striking similarities between Borgelon's disease and cutaneous lymphomas. You just can't, they are similar. The clinical presentation, meaning the appearance and the progression of lesions, the geographical clustering distribution. Cutaneous lymphomas, the more you read about them, the more you'll learn that they're incredibly difficult to diagnose, especially in early stages. They're usually indolent, meaning they have a slow, not aggressive progression of disease, which would explain why Morgulon's patients seem to be pretty much fine. A lot of people have it 20, 30 or more years. Same thing with cutaneous lymphomas. Y'all, I'm going to keep talking about this until somebody looks into it. All right, you guys, some exciting things on the horizon. Managing Morgellons YouTube star. Myself and Austin Morgie Girl are organizing this demonstration at the CDC, August 23rd. We're still number one. Go get your guns and let's kill this planet. 
Slime.